Hello, welcome. It's Hard Lord Time. How are you, Bo? I'm so good. How are you? So good. Merry Christmas to all. Huh. Hope you've all had an incredible Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is a spe- this is an important episode because this was an incredible year, Bo. Yes, that's right. Lots of memories. Lots of lots things. of memories. You know, we some some bad towards the end of the year, but you know we cherish the good ones as well. Of course. And as far as Hard Lord is concerned, 2023 was this is our first full year right. as a show. You know, so, so there's, boy, it's funny to even think about what we were doing in January and how much stuff has gone by. So we thought we would take, we thought it would be fun Mm -hmm. to compile some of our favorite moments of the year into one mega episode as one special treat to end this, this amazing year for the most part. Yeah. 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 Um, so please enjoy this collection of goodies that we've put together, some of our just our personal favorites of mm. the year. Mm. Enjoy. Mind Force, Pillars of Ivory, this pizza eating motherfucker, cinema watching legend. Jay from Mind Force, how are you, sir? Oh, it's great to be here, guys. I'm honored. The world's finding a lot about me tonight. This is great stuff, man. Yeah, this is good. Let me ask you this Mind Force is playing. Mm-hmm. And just, just for the record, I'm not trying to get you here because my answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you encourage violence? Yeah, I'm. I'm oh yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I mean, you got, I, I, I can't. I, I beg I, for violence. I mean, I, 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 I you know, I believe uh, the last show we we played, I, I called for a stylistic expression of violence. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Right. That's beautiful. Well said. Yeah. It's, it's an, not, it's, it's it is a martial art, you know, <laughs> like break down what it. that, what those words mean and tell me moshing isn't that, you know, yeah. there's definitely an art to not getting knocked out. If you watch some of the best moshers, there's an art to like bouncing around. I don't know. I think it's true. Well, there it's kill or be killed. Truly. Oh, it's worse and than the ever more, these days. It's really the more you embrace that, really, the safer you, you're you, be. you think so? You think it's worse 100%. than ever? Yeah, and I'm. I, this is something like I like to put out there on the record because I mean, I, 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 I haven't been here forever, but been around a while. You know, I mean, I saw I was at the Satisfaction record release show for Hey Breed. I, I was at legendary all out war shows. I've seen a lot of legendary shit, mm-hmm. and I've been around a lot of scary shit. And um, I think when it comes to the moshing, Mm. I think it's crazier now. And this is why. Hear hear me out. Back then, only a couple of the craziest motherfuckers could get away with the way everyone is moshing now. Uh. And back then, people were quicker to fight when they got hit. You know, now... If you fight when you got hit, you're an asshole. The whole show's yeah, throwing you're you like out. Kind of a, you're kind of a pussy. And like. There are ways it was way scarier then, but yeah. not on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. I think the people were scarier at shows. And I think shows, like, for, like, I think, like, someone would stab you in the venue more then. And that way it was scarier. But when it comes to the actual moshing, yeah. I think it's more violent now. I also think it was scarier in um, where the where the shows were. Like, you had the 
follow a treasure map to some of these yeah. shows. And <laughs> I, I get leaving from the the car to the to the venue door, the parking lot, almost getting robbed, stabbed. In that way, mm. it was way scarier where the shows were. But I mean, motherfuckers are just motherfuckers with pink hair are punching each other right in the fucking face, <laughs> killing each other. They're not even killing each other these days. It's, it's awesome. It's 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 the best thing ever. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. It is. I mean, it's like why do why do what we do if we don't want that? You know, that is to the core of you, Colin. That is your ethos. It really is. Well, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm writing like a mosh part, like I'm envisioning the fucking warfare. It's it is it is a visual thing. You know, every mosh part is a scientific. It's a science project. Okay. That and there's not like. Writing an original mosh part now is so much harder than writing a, like an, a hook, you know? Yeah, well, of course. A chorus? Oh, I agree. I agree. Done. Done. There's a chorus. That was it. I just wrote one. Yeah. Mosh part that makes me feel something enough to visualize it in my mind. You got to see it. I see. Do you ever see like specific scenes? I see, like, I'll see something from, a, like, a, maybe it's some type of mesh of a video I saw and something I saw live. Like, when I was writing the New Lord shit, I was picturing a lot of, like, specifically Japanese mosh pits. Mm. Oh, the fucking, what's that one video? Something mosh style two or whatever? I know, the, I don't know the name of it, but I know the <laughs> you know one. What I'm talking about? It's like some of the shots are from low motherfuckers are spin kicking over yeah, the camera. Yeah, yeah. It's like the dudes in the pit. And it's crazy because, like, they're kind of Japanese. My experience in Japan is that they mosh very respectfully. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. It's like one guy at a time doing his thing, and then the next guy goes. It's like a, it's like <laughs> yeah. a breakdance circle. But the, but you know? the thing is, it kind it was more like that back then. Like, watch the videos; you'll see it for yourself. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, a lot of older guys they want to feel like their time was they were the craziest, this and that, but. I think the videos speak for themselves. Watch the videos, man. I remember yeah, there was a, early... a big one. Oh, I will say this. Set. I will say this. When it comes to stage diving, mm. that shit's whack now. Mm. It's bad. Motherfuckers need to YouTube All Out War 25 to Life at the Chance, Poughkeepsie, New York. Watch everything. <laughs> copy it. It's not that hard. Figure it out. Well, the thing it's that's not... crazy to me is it's people, don't, bad. people don't jump. Nah. They just run. Or just step and and fall. Yeah, and step. You got to fucking jump. Just do a little leap. (laughs) And land on your back. I'm more likely to catch you if if I can see you. If you've got some hang time, I know you're not going to hit me as hard. Mm. I'm going for you if you do that. Most definitely. If if you just fall on me, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Get off me, you know? But but flight is, is like, I feel like it's a... There's the momentum is different. I can I can safely escort you. You to can the kind floor, of yeah. You know? It's like catching a heavy whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I got you. Zuma from Cruelty, he's back. How are you, Zuma? <laughs> Yo, I'm back. What do you say about it's desserts? Ah, about American dessert. Yeah, you say I don't eat that because I'm an adult, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I I love shakes, but like they're. 
baffle my stomach. Oh, yeah, yeah. So during the tour, I don't want to get fucked up before my set. You shit, set you shit or, yourself all the time? Yeah. So <laughs> I shit. Let me say. I sh- so mostly I shit five times in a day. <laughs> Once crazy, for every right? meal. Yeah. yeah. And then three of those five are diarrhea. <laughs> Gore fucking grind, man. <laughs> Gore grind. <laughs> oh my god, it's Chubby from the Chisel and Chubby and the Gang. And he's my top. I've always got his soda. Here we are, Large Benjamin. Uh, tell us a little bit about him. First ever clock, time was invented here. Before that, there's a lot of waiting around. Mm. No one knew where they were coming or going. It's all sundials. Looking at the sun, witchcraft. walking around. And now, you know where to go. How often? Thank you, Ben. How, how often are you, UK born and bred, coming to just look at Big Ben? Just to check my watch, really. Okay. Just to like check the time, just make sure that I'm all my iPhone's correct, my yeah, yeah. my watch is correct, my stopwatch. A lot is of people good. don't know that they they sync up the iPhone with Ben. Yeah, to Ben. That's how it works. The source of all time. You change that, we're fucked. Yeah, yeah. I love lying on the show. Lying. <laughs> so uh, misinformation. Oh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> We purposely spread it as often as possible. <laughs> what else we got here? What's that? I don't know. I think they just built it. Okay. <laughs> That's the London Eye. The London Eye. This is the Thames. Oh, this is the Thames. This is the Thames. I've heard a lot about this. You ever Old been in Bill there? Shakespeare, big fan of these fuckers. You ever been in there? I used to. Uh, I used to fish out of the Thames, swim in there, like laid traps. Really? Yeah, For real? Yeah. Not this bit, but like further down there. Yeah. Towards like Hounslow and all those There's places. There's edible fish in this. I mean, it depends how much you want to keep your immune system okay. on its toes, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I used to catch like crayfish out of the Thames. So you're straight up? Your immune system was a fucking acrobat. Yeah, you know, I don't get food poisoning very often <laughs> now. You know what I mean? Sort of got it all out of the way when I was younger. <laughs> one of these is, is MI5 or MI6, that, right? That one right that there? That circle top one, yeah. I think, is it? Yeah. Oh, wait, hang on. Or is it that one? Yeah, the one with the clock on it. It's the, one I, of those two. That's, yeah. that's the ankle break, right? Yeah. Apparently, with that building, yeah, you can't, there's no ground floor. You get in an elevator that takes you to the top, and the further down you go, it's the more secure the, the pass is. Wow. So I'm told. Gangster. But, you know. He's been What in. do I know? Yeah, well, you, you know it all. More than you lead on, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Whenever we get interviewed by people as California residents, they always ask, like, how does California play into your music? And it's maybe the worst question to ever be asked. But I feel like that's different with yeah. London being, like, the birthplace of punk. You think so? Yeah. I feel like if I lived here, I'd be I, like songs about London. Yeah, are yeah. So cool. oh, I'm a sucker for that. Oh yeah, so oh, are we. What's the best one it. ever? What's the one where you it comes on and you and the boys in the pub are like, yeah. Uh, maybe a Pogues one, you know, like White City. I get I get a bit emotional because I'm from like near White City. So when I hear White City, I'm like. It's yeah. me, man. It's a good song. <laughs> song about it's a good song, man. It's good. It was a good boy, you know. It's still alive, but <laughs> what a at, post post COVID in the pub after yeah. lockdown. Was it real? Where the whole pub is singing, the whole city singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what really? was the, what was the song that came on? That made I mean, the pub come alive. People at that time, because I think it was around like the World Cup and shit. People were singing "Sweet Caroline" a lot crazy yeah. it is crazy a real american you could have gone in the pub and just been like sweet and everyone's gone bah, bah, bah. Oh, yeah. isn't it crazy that that's not in the song oh yeah 
I've went and listened to it. I'm well, like, it's the horns. The horns, but the ba ba ba. People are convinced. Just added, they right. should get him. To, they should AI generate one way he does it. Here it is. That. that check it. That, that. Hope you enjoy. Who that. sings that? It's not Neil, Neil Diamond. Diamond. Is it Neil yeah, Diamond? Of course. Fuck. It's old Neil, dude. He's a gangster. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he is a gangster. Shrek. Is this a, a different Shrek or? No. Nope. Oh, I don't. That's, that's our Shrek. I mean, he's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's Shrek. He's, he's to this tied in. <laughs> It all comes what? back. To, it all comes back to London. It, it all comes back to London. God, the birthplace of punk. Shrek. Shrek. Shrek was set here, actually. <laughs> right, right. I don't know if you could tell. Yeah. Wow. So what are they doing there? That's the aquarium. Oh, that's the aquarium. <laughs> yeah. That's the aquarium. <laughs> that's the fucking zoo. Okay. What are they doing there? Um, Fuck shit up. Yeah. Just make decisions. I don't know. How do you feel about the government? Not. Not positively. Yeah. Punk. British punk. That's what punk's all about. That's the way it's done. Not positively. Uh, we have an unbelievable guest today. The godfather of spin kick anthems. <laughs> the podfather of oh. extreme music podcasting. A man who paved the way for hard lore in so many ways. Wow. Musically, personally, other Lees. <laughs> Jamie Josta. It's so fascinating to hear this to just be like, yo. Because we had a we, show we, booked. So it was like you gotta have demos to sell oh, at the show. You had to get it out. So that was your motivation to recording music was just having something for the gig. Because it, I, it's hard <laughs> to describe. There was this like I guess back then you could call it a collective consciousness, but you knew shit was about to pop off sure. because so it was a changing of the guard, and yeah. you would go to shows with these legendary bands. I used to go to every show. So I would go to like Overkill and Prong and I would see, I would be like, oh, these guys, like this audience is totally different from the audience that was at fucking into another, like it's a completely different crowd. Yeah. But you would see a couple of the, the crossover. The, yes. And you would go, oh, this is a person. Like this is a dude, like, or this yeah. is a chick. So you go to see Mighty Boss Tones and you would go, wait, okay. <laughs> they... There's moshing. Yeah. There's yeah. stage diving, but it's different. And there, then there's girls at that show. So you give your flyer to those girls at that sure. show and you holler and they, you say, Hey, come to this show. Now they come to your show and they're like, Oh man, we're the only two girls here. It's a little scary. Sure. But mm. you, we're, you're building something out. Wow. The analytics that you're describing right now are all, all this is all evidence to why Hatebreed is, is the biggest. Statistically, the biggest hardcore band of all time. I, my band still doesn't think about shit like that. Yeah, I would never. You know what was a big, what was a big eye opener for us? Was, and and rest in peace, this guy Mark Shitty. I, I don't know if you ever heard stories about Mark Shitty, but he, Mark Shitty. Yeah, <laughs> rest Shitty. in peace, Mark Shitty. Mark Martin. Um, he, I used to take the Q bus to the record store, and then in New Haven, you, and I would take the bus to and from school you take the city bus like everywhere mm -hmm. and so i was going into a record store and he was coming out and i forget what shirt i was wearing i think it was super touch and i remembered he was like dude nice shirt whatever and he had just bought urban discipline mm. on tape and he was like wait till you hear this i had a couple of the songs from the the maze record mm -hmm from a friend of mine at school who gave, who made me a mixtape and I had like Sepultura, Benediction, Napalm, mm -hmm. Biohazard, uh, Carnivore, some of the typo stuff. I think it was at, back then it was probably like 
the stuff slow that made it onto sl- slow, deep, and hard. Yeah. Um, but um, he had said, "Right on, dude." You know, I said, "Oh, I want to get that. I want to get that tape." I didn't have enough. I ended up getting um, I ended up getting Earth AD, and I listened to and Earth AD actually was in the dollar bin. I remember the kids saying, oh, they're trying to go metal. They're trying to go thrash or whatever. Because depending on who you would talk to, there was always like the gatekeeper thing. Yeah, where this yeah. was big back then. Like yeah. the punkers didn't want quickness. They didn't want Earth AD. But I was right. all about that action. Yeah. This is the, like, this is everything we were saying last week on the Bad Albums one. Is that like people now don't understand this divide that there was upon the release of every single one of these things. Of like there, this... This band's entire fan base basically being like, nope, fuck this and fuck everything they've ever done because it's not exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah, and I thought, wow, this guy's really, this is cool that he likes the second Biohazard because even then there was people like, no, this, it'll never touch the self-titled or the Maze record or whatever you call it. But so then he goes, oh, we're going to a show, you know, and I was like, all right, right on, I'll, I'll see you there. And it was Fugazi. Mm. And we started moshing me him and some other people we didn't know we thought oh it's members of minor threat we don't fucking know they stop the show they kick us out wow yeah and i thought this is it like this is there's a whole like for every one of these people there's like thousands of people that need this release like i was like how could the guy from minor threat be too cool for them and they were just evolving as people they just mm-hmm, they sure. saw all the violence already with minor threat ruining the shows and the mm-hmm. and that was happening at that time at even like biohazard shows and yeah. agnostic front shows like the, the violence had really put a damper in things but i would hear from we, older older connecticut guys they'd be like yo i didn't even really like biohazard i just loved moshing <laughs> and it was like so violent that I just had to be a part of it. Oh, it was it was sanctioned violence. It was crazy. <laughs> they they played down the street from my house with typo negative and exploited. I rode my bike there and literally walking up, like people are coming out like bloody fucking shoes off. Like it was there were so many fights, it was crazy. But that was an important thing. It was a it was a a positive release, even though that the bands like Fugazi and their fans looked at it as very bad, it was yeah. way better than these kids. What they could have been doing, they could have been crawling Absolutely. through your window. They, they yeah. could have been, too, but they were at the show moshing and and having this um, uh, release. So that was always like in my mind, like okay, yeah, this is if if these people hate it, this means other people are going to love this, Ooh. right? Yeah, there's there's a such a thing as positive aggression and and there are ways that people can let it out, whether it's like lifting weights or doing fucking, you know, Muay Thai or jujitsu or whatever. And sometimes it's spin kicking. Oh, and preach. Diving, preach. You know? Yeah. When well, how far it always gets taken too far too. Mm. there's all. <laughs> so you're going to go to extremes. It's like a healthy balance of it. Mm-hmm we just had a collective consciousness where you knew this is not welcome here, but that's good. This is fuel for the fire. We can do right. it somewhere else and we don't need them and they don't need us. And it's fine. It's that's how you felt how, at the time. 
Yeah. And that, and also that's kind of the thinking behind your last episode with, you know, people wanting to make the jump. I never fault the people for trying to make the jump and, and create a new collective consciousness, but you're really rolling the dice when you don't serve the base that you have. Some people don't know they're making a jump with these right. with these records, though. Right. They know? do. They it feels say like they the don't. Next... <laughs> they say they don't, but they do. And 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 before I forget, I wanted to bring that up because when you guys were talking about that no warning record, yeah, I was like deep into. I don't know how far into the conspiratainment stuff you went with um with Carl mm. because he was he was really deep in it then, but I was going deep into it at that time and having signed to a major label and um become i had become a viacom employee yeah right uh, right i knew at some point it wasn't me but i knew at some point <laughs> the shit was going to be co-opted mm -hmm. i was just trying to have a plan b or a plan c which you never want i don't sure. i don't recommend that to anybody you never want that you want to be all in especially if yeah. you're 17 or whatever 15 to i would even say like 29 yeah just be all in but when they came up to mtv with mike shinoda mm. i was like oof this is just career suicide wow but when i heard the record i was like "Ooh, it's actually good it's still so, hard mm -hmm. so and I would joke, I would joke with Zeus. I would say, hey, if we we could like, we could mix this, we could just edit this down to like, instead of being two and a half minutes or three minute songs, we could make these like one minute bangers and <laughs> hardcore kids would eat this shit up. Yeah. The second you hit the Psalm 41 type of chorus or the Linkin Park note hitting, you've lost everybody from your base because they're just not ready for it. I think and that's how even No Warning looks at it yeah. as a band now. Yeah, but not true because I was. No, but I thought. Rocks. Tell me why I was right. But it's what a it, hook. like it? It was so weird. It was so weird to see and hear about this stuff in the industry. Like, oh, we're gonna do the hate thing. We're gonna sign to a major label, and we're gonna pop off. And I'd be like, but you're changing your sound. How yeah, is that gonna not work? The thing. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not how it works. Yeah, and absolutely. so with that scenario, I thought, okay, if this shit is really being co-opted, how are they gonna, like, how are they gonna make this palatable, but still have the base room for the OGs? Yeah, I mean, and and time showed mm. that it did. A lot of bands couldn't do it. Poison yeah. the Well. There was a lot. Most, you know, who did it. Hatebreed. <laughs> We're live at the Belasco at For the Children, presented by SOS Booking, with the frontman of one of the greatest bands of all time. Of all time. Dan Seeley, King Nine, Long Island Hardcore. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I feel good. Rest. Tell me about the Gion music theory. What is the theory? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, you know the scene in The Matrix where there's like all the TVs yeah. and he's in the room? Yeah. And all of those TVs doing all the screaming and shaking their head. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking that about. That is Gion's music theory. Mm. Whatever that is, that's what it is. It comes through, and he and I agree on one very important thing. What's that? With music is that, especially in hardcore music, the best bands are the ones that show you time and time again 
that there's no rules in what we're doing. Right. Take away the rules. Some people, they write a thing and they go, oh, I can't do that. Right. Right. I know that Gian goes, I can do that. Well, yeah. of course he does. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I wish people could hear the shit he sends us that doesn't make <laughs> the cut. The King 9 If B-side. he's saying I can't do that, it's insane. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. But he is he is the, the like, you know, we all do our part in, like, writing and, and all that. But he is truly, the, like, the driving force behind King 9. Because his brain is so incorrectly wired that everything just needs to like come from him being like I got this song brother I got this song and just sends you can't even hear it some of Gian's texts are maybe God some of the best parts of my whole life yeah are getting texted from Gian S tier texts one one that we talk about all All the time time is, (laughs) is these are three separate texts brother Four separate texts. Brother, the world I shall conquer. Six, six. Separate text, six. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the Dan Weinrub story with Gian? No. Dan Weinrub was getting texts from a number he didn't know for like eight months. (laughs) (laughs) He just kept texting him. And finally Dan was like, dude, who the fuck is this? Brother, it's Gian. He's like, brother. <laughs> you went, brother, it's Gian. Is this why? So now, his new bit is every time he texts me, it's brother, it's Gian. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Is that the origin of that? Maybe. It could, like, it, I got to start telling people who I am. Trying to make a change. Yeah, it's like the signature. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ. You know, you introduced me some time ago. Who? You. Huh. I took a trip to New York and I just hung out for a weekend. And I wasn't really into meme pages yet. (laughs) You got me into meme pages. I remember one day you were like, yo, honestly, there's just just one I follow. And we were just scrolling through it, looking for ones that you thought were funny. And you were explaining to me why they were funny. And the one that broke us, (laughs) (laughs) to this day, you know know it's coming. It was just... (laughs) Of an N64 controller, mm. and we were both <laughs> we were both looking at it, trying to find out why it was funny. And he was like, "What is it? Oh, it's full of beans." And then we kept growing. <laughs> we we just blew past it for a second, and then a second later, processed that it was a controller full of beans. And for some reason, we were it was a 10 minute laughter. Hello, welcome. It's Hard Lord time. How are you doing? F- you. <laughs> <laughs> this is take two of this episode. We I just little, rage quit. On we had him. a little blowout. I got to get something off my chest. You're going to start with star, this? That pop star movie fucking sucked. Are you serious? Dude. It, I might actually exit the call right now. Not it remember. was a chore. Bad albums by great bands now. Enough <laughs> about. I won't bring up pop star again. Not you don't either. We're Not good. I'm fine. All right. I got a fun one to talk about. Okay. It's in the it's in the tweet. Oh. Al- Alpha Omega best wishes. So again, we need you guys to understand. Colin and I love this record. Love them. James but- texted me and was like, "Alpha Omega bad? Come on, man." And I had to like explain to him. 
Yeah, no. Like, we, no, no, no this no, no, isn't no. our perspective. This is society's this perspective. This is right. This is like a band kind of jumping the shark over the hill, whatever. To, to the listener. To the listener. To, and but to because like we're removed from these things. Exactly. We're, we weren't there. So we're able to look at the songs of scientifically and say, no, these are good. <laughs> Trust me. All of Alpha Omega is good. It's a whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Front Even back. the fucking extended jam. Yeah, the, end, <laughs> you know? the jam. Yeah, yeah. But from, dude, the the, you know, the hip hop song, the fucking. I have an Eyes of Tomorrow tattoo, dude. Yeah. Other side of madness. I base other side of madness is half of my personality. That's true, actually, isn't it? It's I. That's a lot of me in there. Wow. And what's cool um, about it too is it's it's JJ back in the band. Yeah, but Harley doing all the the dope stuff. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm but I just like the <laughs> yeah. idea that it's like no, we got dude, the guy the, back. Dude, you know? the poster where they look insane. Oh my god, the world traveler fucking It's so cool. I love um, it. Whoever whatever session drummer played on that. Dude, the, the guitar player monster. Too. The guitar player too. Um, I forget his name, but I followed him on Instagram when I was researching this record like a long time ago. It the guy who is actually this, played because Paris came guy? back. He came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like a guy. If you if you follow me on Instagram, there is a uh, I have a highlight of him playing in Germany and going up to a cab to like make it feedback. And he just falls on the entire cab and knocks <laughs> the entire thing over. Nice. It's incredible. Uh, but. Rocky George was in. Was he on the next record? I don't know. Let me really quickly look up. Um, who Near Death Experience is one that's that's not. Yeah, d- it's 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 not a thing I can sit here and defend. But yeah, say goodbye to Mother Earth. <laughs> Unbelievable track. So the drummer was Dave D. Senso. And the guitar player was a guy named Gabby Abularach. Abul- I'm too sh- fucking god. Surely pronouncing that wrong, but he's got like big hair, nice. like big curly hair. He's very recognizable, and the riffs are fucking awesome. They're crazy. They're uh, I, I don't see. I I could see somebody who's like coming from it just from like a yo Chromags were a punk band perspective, yeah. being like yeah now they're metal, so I don't like it. Yeah, but that was always but, there. Was but it? if you like both of those things, yeah. It's like no, this is just them getting better. This is an this is an evolution. It's not a change, especially mm. when you look at best wishes. One of my well, especially with that, it's a perfect like progression. The, yeah, perfect progression. One of my fondest memories was us in Europe, and we put that on, and everyone was just singing the entire. We all knew it because it's we so all good. loved it. It's so good. So if you think it, if you say if you come up here and say it's bad, if you say Alpha Omega is bad, you're a person who is wrong about stuff. <laughs> And how does and that that's feel? something uh, it doesn't must not feel great. We're talking about LDB Fest 2023, a smash hit. Well, okay. Oh, yeah. So listen, <laughs> I want to thank anybody listening to this and every, especially everybody that bought them boxes, right? I wouldn't have done it without you. Cause I had already reached my five hundred dollar cash withdrawal limit for the Friday, right? <laughs> Am I right or wrong? You're right. I know. So we go back. 
to home base, which was, again, Caesars, Southern Indiana. And I wasn't going to go. I resigned. I was like, I'm kind of not feeling great. We were going to get there early the following day because we wanted to do Man on the Street stuff. Yes. And I was kind of like, you have fun. Because it was like 11. It was like late enough Yeah, where I could turn in, you know? And then I heard our our rooms. This is the first time where all of our rooms were like facing each other. Semi-close. You're right across. I was right across from you. I think I heard Andy's door open, and I immediately just went like, hey. And like I was like, all right, I'll go. Whatever. Because, again, if I have cash in my pocket, which it's not. It ain't real. It's not. It's a write-off. Uncle Sam don't know about that one. No. It's gone. So we went down. Um, I played Eureka. Yeah, Eureka. Classic. Another Locket Link franchise Locket game. Link, which Eureka. In at FYA, I did very well on. Yeah. And the night before, or the the two nights before, I had put a hundred in and I left with two hundred. So I was like, oh, okay, that's that's good. Free money. Sat down at this one. First spin. Yeah. 780 bucks. I, I truly at that moment was like, if Bo died right now, <laughs> my world would be at peace. <laughs> <laughs> the best part was is you were like five feet away. No, at- I was at the well, the Eureka next to you at first. Oh <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, dude, no, 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 you're right. I was uh you were like five feet away because Andy was by you and she heard the like I was on dancing in Rio on I was on dancing in Rio. She like heard it, and you life. literally looked at me like that. Like uh, you gave me like a, <laughs> like I don't fucking care. It's not that I didn't care. It it's was that I was. I understand. It was I was so bummed, dude. I was ruined. So I, took, I was down at at that point. I was down about sixteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Just one more, and then I was like, all right, he's killing Eureka. I better get up next to him. Yeah, right. And so at that point, I was down about seventeen hundred dollars. Right. Yep. So I got, I got maybe four hundred left, and I'm like, listen, if this, I need a miracle. It was it was miracle or suicide, you know, one or the other. I was yeah, I, I was. I, let me let me quote you one of my favorite <laughs> quotes of the entire weekend. He's playing. He's not doing well. I had already won and cashed out because I did the what's the what do you call the, the safety spin or what's the the backup spin the backup spin and it won it hit another however much. But then You're I played welcome. down. I a should bit. get ten percent of all your winnings. Yeah, maybe. I played down coaching. a bit, you know. So I didn't walk away with what I won. You got to go to an even number. Yeah, you can't exa- just exactly, leave it. exactly. Yeah. Um, and while you were playing, you said, "I'm about to perform Howard Carey over here." Something like that. Uh, no, it was just like if I don't, if this next spin doesn't hit, I'm performing Howard Carey in the middle. And of then the like three more spins went by, and you said, "You got that sword handy." <laughs> So, at that point, I'm down about $1,800. And this so is when Andy and I are giving each other concerned looks. You had no need to be concerned. She and I were behind you just kind of going like, do we do? We do? What, were you, what would you have done? Hey. You think you could have fucking stopped me? Hey, bro? big guy. No. <laughs> Sun's getting real low. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I knew in my heart. I was playing Huff and More Puff. I didn't get that fucking wheel one time in $1,500. Not, not a one wheel. I knew mm-hmm. it was hiding. So I said, all right, here's my net worth. Were I'm you at the same in. machine? Because there were two. 
One was on the same one every on. night. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Same one. So that that was my money I got back. <laughs> yes, it was. That's how that works. I primed it. I I crimed it. I stole it all back. Um and I, I was doing $5 bets the night before, so this night I was like, all right, I don't care what happens. I'm just going through the rest of my money in $10 spins. Mm-hmm. I was going. You, you you put in four. Put in 400. I think got down got, to about 200. I, I think it was like, yeah, like 220-something. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, I'm looking at that counting, like I have 20 spins left before I'm dead. Right, right, before I murder myself. Before, I, before there's a crime scene on this floor. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sure enough, there was the wheel. You got three saws, and I, I like yelled. Oh, the excite! Something that's I think maybe people who don't gamble might not understand is yeah. the communal excitement when a friend or even a stranger. Hits oh, something. the stranger on the machine next to you is your best friend in the whole world. It's in that moment. It's like a palpable excitement, and that's what that's what you're chasing. That's really why is, you yeah, don't give up. It really is. Because once so you feel fun. that, few things f- feel that way again. Very. You know? And which, <laughs> which is like a really positive thing for anybody. <laughs> um, so I get the wheel finally. Yeah. Which in Huffmore Puff, when you get the wheel, one of many bonuses happens. You get you, the mini, which at my point was like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So if I had gotten the mini after all that work, again, Harakiri, yeah. cut off, done. Death. Had no head, no balls. Or the minor was about 500. I would have been bummed, but I would have hey. been, all right, that's fuel. That's That'll keep me going for another 500 <laughs> oh, no. in spins, you know? Yeah. Then there's the free games, which in this case was is the buzzsaw feature, which is the second best, <laughs> the mansions feature, which is the best, or yeah. the mega hat feature, which is the worst. Yeah, yeah. You said when you landed on it, this is worst case scenario. I got the mega hat feature, which <laughs> is the worst. Yeah. So I'm sitting there counting my days, counting my minutes, really. Mm. Um, but then it was the whole board. The, the entire board was the hat. Yeah, was the hat. The so and hat. and just to just so that if you're if you're listening and you're following along, when you get these hats <laughs> during the free games, <laughs> the LDB official podcast is about fucking huffing more puffs. Yeah. This, this is my dream. Yeah. Um, when you get these hats, every hat you get that lands on another where another hat landed becomes a stick hat. If it lands on that again, it becomes a mansion, because it's about it's a it's go, it's like a wolf, a big bad wolf blowing the house. He's down, huffing you know? and he's more puffing. He's huffing and he's puffing. Yeah. So the gimmick, you want the gold house. If you get the gold house, you have a chance to get the grand, which in my case was twelve twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, the grand. Or the major, price. which was like fourteen hundred dollars. Yep. So I'm like, this is I, I'm, I got a good shot. One mansion, two mansion, three mansions fall, four mansions hit. Five mansions hit. A six mansion hits, and I can't believe it. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, guys, this could be... A life-changing amount of money. This could be the one. Yeah. And again, remember, I'm down about $1,800. At this point. <laughs> no, more. Yeah, well, with what you put into the machine. Yeah, I'm down about I'm down about $1,950 at this point. <laughs> which, to me, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I am ruined. You know? Mm-hmm. Game over. Mm-hmm. Perhaps my last gamble... You know, Mm-mm. for the the for the week for the- <laughs> it, that was my last time gambling that week for sure. Um, needless, I don't want to get into the gory details here, but 
I got it all back. Ba- basically, he th- one of the mansions was a thousand. Yeah, and you said out loud like, "That's like eighteen hundred bucks." No, right? No, and it's I could, the only well, time in, those in moments, my it you're, was the only time in my push. entire life, my experience with you, uh-huh. where I've seen you be unsure. We're live at FYFS in Tampa, Florida. How you doing, Bo? So good. We have one of the sexiest frontmen alive, Sebastian Paba. One of my favorite people in the whole world. We we dance together, we dine together, we we battle together. Are you having a good time at FYFS? Um, it's one of the best fest experiences I've ever had in my life. Bob Wilson. <laughs> What's your favorite Florida Florida band ever? Flowrider, the rap. This is incredible. Breaking news: Sebastian Pava loves Flow Flowrider. Uh, back to you. <laughs> I'm here at Nakmus headquarters. Brian's going to take us to the secret lair where all these songs were born and raised. Not true. And birthed. And recorded. Uh, engineered. <laughs> well, this is where Knock Loose was born. This right? is where Knock Loose was born. Wow. This is where I'm, this garage is where I met Isaac and said he's too metal. Can you believe that? <laughs> Look at them now, besties. Besties. Take us on in. Let's besties see, let's, for the rest. Let's see this motherfucker. Cover up this coat. Yeah, don't look at the code. Don't come for that code, I'll fuck you up. Okay? Did they change it? <laughs> get the, what, get out what, what did I say to you, Sean? Don't do no, it. No, they didn't. <laughs> wow. Was this the Slipknot drum kit he played on? <laughs> Is this the PV? <laughs> so, what's the hardest you've ever laughed? I can tell you easily in a top five hardest I've ever laughed that with works. Knocked Loose. That works. We were writing the EP that came out over the over quarantine, mm-hmm. Tearing the Fabric of Life. We wrote it in a cabin in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, like deep in the woods. We wanted to like haunt it, it, it deep in the woods vibe. And Isaac does this thing and only when you write with him will you ever see it. But Isaac, like we write full band jam session mm-hmm. everybody's pitching ideas isaac will get so excited about an idea that he'll present it before he's actually worked it out so then he works it out and right. like, like so, as so he goes dude what if <laughs> and then he's like okay what if we did th-? and he'll like give the idea calculating there was a moment yeah. where we're, we're sitting there and we had just been writing all day like we're both we're all out of it and Isaac's like, oh, it would be cool if we... And then he went... And he's looking at Paxson, but he's zoned out. And he's like, what if we... And Paxson behind the drums went, send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I was like crying on the floor. Oh, it was so that's funny. Good. Pardon this interruption. This is super important. We have some things to talk to you all about. Mm. Um, you know, this show runs on a few very special things we really do and i'll tell you what i personally run on bo mm. ag1 boy oh boy oh boy the foundational nutritional supplement that keeps this tank flowing i look forward to taking my ag1 every day i feel like i'm like doing something like Agreed. it's a quest that i'm completing every day one scoop of this foundational nutritional supplement in 12 to 16 ounces of water every single day you will need less caffeine. Wow. You will have more energy throughout your day. 
Um, uh, it, all these vitamin, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants mm-hmm. that you are missing mm-hmm. are, are to be found in this one beautiful thing. And we are here to sweeten the deal a little bit for you. Because if you what, go to athleticgreens.com yeah. slash hardlore, you're going to mm-hmm. get five free tra- travel packs. <sighs> and in this genre of music, traveling is, is essential. It's inevitable. You need those packs. That's right. It doesn't matter if you're playing shows, going to shows, visiting friends, doing whatever. You can take it with you. We all travel. If you're going to the Alps and you need, and you're going to be in a cold weather climate like me, you need AG1. You need them travel packs, right? Mm-hmm. If you're sitting inside a perfectly comfortable environment, like a sane person like me, you still need to take your AG1. You need those travel packs just in case you need to go down the street or something. You never know. Listen, thank we thank you, AG1, for, for the support this year. Yeah. We, our bodies would be in shambles without you, and that's a fact. <laughs> Simply a fact. Thank you, AG1. Check mm-hmm. them out. Uh, Hardlore this week and every week is also brought to you by Manscaped. Oh. Merry our, Christmas our, to Manscaped. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever they got over there. Yep. Boy, do we love Manscaped. We really do. Um, and we know, you know, we've heard testimonial after testimonial from the hard, the Hardlore listeners mm-hmm. that you all love it. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's part of your daily lives now, just as it is, as it is ours. I can't imagine life without Manscaped. I won't imagine yep. life without Manscaped. That's a fact. That's really true. And it, it, your you balls know, will thank you. And it and it, it works. It, it works for you. Don't have to be a man. You know, right. it works for everybody. It's escaping business, and they got all. It's kinds not just of your balls that will thank you. Your draws will thank you in general. <laughs> just you know. So good. You're welcome, Manscaped, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, tell them what they get if they use our very special code. Oh my God, code Hardlore? You talking about that one? That's the one. The one that gets them twenty percent off and free shipping. <sighs> we know you're all flush with cash right now after the holidays. That's right. You got a gift card from Granny. Mm-hmm. Granny thinks you stink. That's why <laughs> she gave you money. If you use code Hardlore, you get twenty percent off and free shipping free of shipping. all Manscaped products. Everybody needs it. Somebody you know needs it. There's That's no right. reason not to use it. And tell them Hardlore sent you by using our code. Please. It'll mean so much and you'll love it. Your balls will thank you. Your draws will thank you. Your boys will thank you. As in us. Yeah. Back to this glorious best of episode that we have brought you this week. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year. How many McNuggets can you down in one sitting? How many do you think you could? I have gotten 40 and could have finished them. But didn't need guilt, to like gorge. guilt stopped you. Yeah, well, I was just like I'm I'm at a comfortable level and I like cold nuggets actually. So whatever. Um, if I was hungry and if I was pressed, sixty. I think I could eat sixty nuggets. I think there's a difference between could and like in my like I could eat McNuggets all day and not stop. You know? Yeah, right, right. They're made for that. <laughs> the problem is that you start to become aware and go, I should not be doing this. Yes. Could. How many? Yeah. If you had to. If I had to? Yeah. If it was like uh, in order for chili to, be, to live well. You think you could do 200 at once? 100%. I'm going to try to eat 200 nuggets. Give us a dissertation on Bloodborne. <laughs> now's, your, now's your platform. Where to begin? <laughs> I have to spoil it to... to to desert it. If you've you know? not played, skip five minutes. Skip about an hour if you've not played Bloodborne. <laughs> we got we got some time.
So he has told me this before, and it does rock. So the hunt is what it's all about, you know? Essentially, I'm spoiling big time. So yeah. if you've not played Bloodborne, this is it. Stop. It's your warning. Essentially, this church, and I might be getting some things wrong because it's who knows, I'm getting this from reading item descriptions about a fucking knife. Um, this church discovers this alien blood, and the alien blood can heal anything, but eventually you turn into a beast. So the alien blood has healing properties, all kinds of stuff. It's this miracle thing. But you're going to turn into a beast and you're going to start hunting. So who do they send to hunt the beasts? The hunters. What do the hunters use to heal? The old blood. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. It's a cycle. And then, like, obviously that's a mystery that is uncovered the whole time if you're paying attention. You're, like, discovering little things. Yeah, and you learn more about, like, the first hunters and, uh, like, the best hunters. Mm -hmm. And you fight a lot of them. Uh, the first hunter is like the big final what's boss. What's his name? Or do you not know yet? German? No, you meet him very quickly. But there's a secret final boss if you find three umbilical cords. Yeah? The best ending of the game, the best one. You turn into this little slug. We're in Chicago, Illinois. We are. With a very, <laughs> a very special guest, mm. Addy. Matheson. Fucking sink or swim. Let's I mean, figure it out. What, what you're describing right now, I'm feeling with our show. Mm -hmm. Just the fear of losing it yeah. somehow. Just make, but, but we just keep making stuff. Yeah, you just, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Consistency is mm -hmm. fucking, all you need is consistency. Yeah. You guys know what you're doing. People, what do you, we haven't even talked about Hate Breed once. We'll get there. <laughs> well, I feel, we'll get there. I think maybe we'll, we'll get, get there. there now, you know? We can get there now. Like, anyway, whatever. I'm highly successful now. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm highly successful now. So successful. I own, you know, 11 restaurants. Is that true? I, I own 11 no restaurants. Wow. I got New York Times bestseller twice. Yeah. Like, there's just, I, I have award-winning shows that I'm the executive producer. It's like, yeah. there's a, it's all a bit much, to be honest. Sure. <laughs> how successful I am. And just like how sound I am. I'd say. There's no ego. It's about time. Yeah. You know? mm. No one would have thought I wouldn't have put money on it. None of my friends would have put money on it. Inclu like, it's incredible. Well, and then the first time we spoke about this at all, mm. you you very seriously said to me, you were like, everybody thinks I'm rich. I'm not. No. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I get it. But there's things that, like, now I am. Sure. But, it, but, it, but it is like. You Rightfully know, well, no, I don't so. know what rich is. I don't know what rich is. I'm not what, rich. But it's just like. described rich so well the other day. Well, I, I, I believe rich. I truly believe rich is you can pay your bills. Yep. You can pay your debt. Once you are debt free yeah. and you're paying your bills, you are rich. You're rich. Yeah. That is it. Which but is like sad. You don't need a car. No. You don't need a car. You don't need anything. Well, if you can just pay your bill, you, you can have a car, whatever you want. But it's just like, that's the thing is like, people think that rich is something else. And it's sure. just like, and, or, or rich is happiness. But it's just like, if you are doing the things to get you out of debt, or if you're doing the things that gets you to a consistent financial place, you are guaranteed probably to be sound and happy and doing things that you actually want to be doing. We, we've talked about In some that a respect. lot. Just, well, just like putting that out into the world and being like, I'm not going to be a piece of shit and an angry fucking spiteful nerd. I'm gonna I'm no. gonna I'm gonna manifest good shit and, yeah. and visualize. Yeah, visualize. I honestly the amount of visualization I do and like intention building that I do every day is wild. You got really? any mantras? You're not there yet is a humbling <sighs> one that I run a lot. Wow. 
and I'm writing a, a screenplay called that, but it's like, you're not there yet is like my whole MO. Mm. Because it's just like, whenever you say why, mm. why not? Why don't I have that? Why, sure. why don't I have that job? I wanted this. I want it. Just, you're not there yet. Yeah. You haven't done the things to get you that. Yeah. So wow. whenever you think, I, why, don't, why don't I have that? Think about why. You don't have that. And it, it, the answer will always be, you're not there yet. Wow. You haven't done the actual work and taken the steps to get there. I've got a lot of things. But it's just like they're still in my brain every single day. I'm like, I want this. I want that. I what want do you this. want? Me? Yeah. Mm. I don't, right now, I, I, I mostly just buy motorcycle parts. Okay. <laughs> but it's just like... <laughs> like, the, like the dopest parts. Well, just like good stuff from okay. like the 30s and 40s. Let me show them. <laughs> Anthony from um, Anthony. Going back to ceremony now for me, I was surprised how hard it is. And I think Thank at, you. at the time as a kid who's like, I like hate breed. Yeah. You know, obviously to me, ceremony is a different thing. Yeah. There's like different two, genre of music. But like for sure. Barely. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like what you're one palm you to wave sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the song after curse? There's a part in it that's just like just a hard ass oh one three four yeah 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 how you know what it what's crazy it's it's two three five six but it's in d so it is oh one three ah look at you impressive i know yeah that's that's the connection yeah yeah it's literally flowing yeah 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 obviously i've heard your mount rushmore you know? Yeah. I know where you skew. You know where basically. I skew. Yeah. Somewhere between Prince and Youth of Today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what was the hardest man as a, as a youth where you were like, I think I like this too? So I know this is very close to, uh, in, in the, the, the spectrum that is Prince and Youth of Today, this is pretty much at Youth of Today. But we all worshipped negative approach, yeah. which I I know it's, you know, it, obviously, it's it's mostly fast. There's no, but and people kind of associate hard and in these modern times, and heavy, which are different things. With, with yeah, you know, yeah, and like a lot of times, people will kind of they need something to be kind of slow or halftime to be hard, which I think that is obviously not how it works. If you do it right, the fast part can be the hardest part. Dude, but of I, there are literal Morrissey songs that are hard. Of course. You know what I mean? Like that, it doesn't mean anything. Of course. Intention and presentation. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. So we were just negative approach to worship. Okay. But, um, you know, trying to, being of the time where like tempo changes were uh, very, of that, of that, of that time, you yeah, know? Time. Where if you hear us now, like there aren't, like Runner Park has no tempo changes. How, not how, a breakdown, I don't think, on that whole record. How much pre-production did you do on Runner Park? Because to me, I find pre-production is what is great, but also like when you're programming drums on a computer, yeah, you sometimes you're like, ah, I don't want to change the tempo. That would be a lot. When you say pre-production, yeah, or do you mean by myself or with the? With like collectively zero. That's sick. we have never done any. We have not demoed. We did not demo anything until our second record with Matador. Okay. Until uh, the L-shaped man. man. So, I mean, the demo is a, a demo. Yeah. Most of the songs arrived in other things. So, 
by definition. Right, you put that you put the L-shaped man demos out yeah. to for the world to hear, yeah. which is a cool move. And that's the only thing we've ever demoed. So you were like, we did this one time, you got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. Gonna leave this yeah. I've been wanting to do this for uh, since the Master Killer tier one is basically that, but, but for breakdowns only. Only. My next pick, Bo. You ready for this? Yeah. So I said cannibal. Okay, what's your yes. next one? And then you said scored. So really it yeah. should be my turn, Bo. You wanna go? I mean. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Take it away. Go ahead. I'm looking something up while you're doing it. My next pick. Yeah. You're gonna shit. Both your asses. Metallica. For whom the bell tolls. Oh, beautiful. The whole thing it was is that, a pit. It was that or thing that should not be. Also, the whole thing is a pit. <laughs> Both those songs. Beautiful. But think about what dun 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 did for music. Dude, yeah. There's You're a lot of things me... we might not have ever had without dun 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 dun. dun okay, so dun, let's dun, let's dun. really extrapolate, right? What that's 84, 85, I think, right? Ride the out? lightning? I think so. That's crazy. Cause Kill 'em All, I think it was 83. So it's gotta be. Um, it's early. <laughs> it's it, it, well okay. they were going dun 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 in the early eighties. That much is true. So what I'm saying, uh, 84. So what I'm saying is... <clears throat> 84, dude. 84, July 27th. 0431 in 84? Yeah. It's actually 0321. Oh, my God. Even dumber. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, from that, do, oh. we get, do we get death metal parts, and then do we get beatdown parts? God, I keep punching this fucking mic. But, you, you know, like, if you extrapolate it... Yeah. I really do think there's, like, it's a It's a domino. That's, I, dude, I, for... For whom the bell tolls, intro pit is a big domino in yeah in the hatred scale. Yeah, you know, yes, it's it's Perfect. it's like the first. It's one of the first dominoes in that in that uh, really equation. Well so I gotta give it up to for whom the bell tolls because that part's a still hard, still hard. B, what is that? E flat. Uh, well, so here's something that's weird about ride. Is it's A four forty five? It's all tuned up. I personally think, personally think that mm -hmm. it was sped up. Mm. I think it's a little studio magic. I think it's to help the double bass on Fog Fire with Fire. If you also notice, James' voice is never that high again. Wasn't really that high on Kill Them All either. Well, it's He's, all. It also sounds altered. He, yeah, you're right. So it's, you're it's a, a sneaking suspicion. The truth is out there, and it's on hard lore. Um, what do you, what's your next one? My next one, we're bringing it back. We're coming. Bring it back. We're going straight back to hardcore. I love it. Terror. Oh, a little song called "One with the Underdogs." The wow. reason, the reason that that's my pick. Is is what do I always say about a particular Madball song being a perfect hardcore song? Uh, can't stop, won't stop. That's perfect a perfect hardcore, hardcore song. song to me. It's short. It gives you what you want. It's got the verse, lyrics. pit, verse. Songs over. One with the underdogs has the crazy triplet chorus. Yeah. It's got a one of the easiest, and I, I mean easiest as in like uh, caveman-y. Breakdowns. It's got Martine saying, I said, I said, bleh. Yeah. That <laughs> fucking part 
yeah. is so cool. And also, it was like the the follow-up record. Yes. You know, it was the sophomore, the first song on the sophomore record. Yeah. And it kicks ass. Recorded in Van Nuys. Dude, fucking with a heart made of steel. I when I first it. heard yeah. that lyric, I was like, I don't really get that. And like over the years, it's like, dude, that lyric yeah. is incredible. Yeah, that's that's all I want in music now. I everything about that and, and Terror is also a band that obviously has no shortage of pit parts. No, no, they're still writing them and they're still they're and like they're getting just, better, which yeah. is fucked up. But that one for me, I also really love fucking is it what, what's the one with furnace I mean, on it? You know, Spit My Rage is Spit My Rage is unbelievable, but you know what it, it made me then think of my my Slayer pick. So I fogged I fogged everybody except for you. Yeah, we bumped. I'll we hug you. Have, I'll hug you after this. I'm a, I'm a I'm a hugger for sure, but I've never hugged Taylor. I mean, he's recording. He's recording. That's why we're going. Oh, he's rolling. I'll. Okay, so you guys got to do the hug intro. Celebratory. You know. Yeah, it's like we did it. We did it, and, that, and that's good. Like I think yesterday, I think there was a hug. That was probably the third one. Yeah. You know. Hello, welcome. We're gonna deep dive into Military Guns' debut LP, Life. Under the gun. Very high. Track two. I will say when I heard this, I was like, that's track two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this track two sounds like track two. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- this was one that the self-consciousness before Taylor, before Taylor, self-consciousness. I was right. You were just like, does this song suck? No, I thought it would define me, define my life. Oh, shit. I was like, this is our creep. From the really? moment, from the moment we wrote Whoa. it, I, I was like, "This is our creep." Like it is th- currently, and let me tell you, "Do It Faster" has a million on Spotify. Yeah, but very but high, number top. one. Yeah, Can't and and it. from the moment we wrote, we wrote this song June 2020. Wow, and held on to it since then. Were you high as fuck when you wrote it? No, sober. I'm a day sober. I don't create so I don't create high nothing. It's it's uh, wow. as as someone who loves it would be cooler drugs if you did. and alcohol. <laughs> I don't I don't create anything on them. Those are those are escape. Like oh. that's me shutting my brain down. Would you do like an experimental thing? <laughs> I did. I did uh, mushrooms and went to the space, and then I got went a to bad. Space? Fo- I, no, <laughs> yeah, I went to the practice space, and I had a really bad phone call that for some reason I answered, and then that resulted in don't pick up the phone when you're on drugs. Which is a great song. So he did write a great song on drugs. But no, 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 no. That was the result song. of trying to write a song. Right. So what you're I saying left. is you should probably do it again. No, don't. <laughs> no, because do I left the phone. I did not write drugs. any songs. But you yeah. wrote a great song about about that the moment. Phone call yeah. You had. So. So pick up the phone while you're on drugs. <laughs> yeah. And then talk, talk, tell the world about it. Yeah, I was just on mushrooms and I answered like a text phone call and I was like, well, I'm. Ruined. So you got high as fuck. Very high. Did you say tax? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> very high is your your magnum opus to you. So is that, that no? Sleep? No, it's no, not. But I just felt like it, I felt like it would have such a big imprint on us, and I knew it would change the would trajectory like and the vibe. And because even then, like, don't pick up the phone had not been written yet. So the drug aspect of the band was not like a thing yet. Like it was uh, a thing I'd never, I'd never, I'd never sung about this drugs. This is like, if Jerry Garcia heard the song, he'd be like, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Me you, too. You've got something. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and, and I think the great part of the song was that there was almost no pressure to it because, so it was Will's first song I ever wrote. I knew that like, it was not all there from what he originally sent me and then it was about me trying to make it like a different song from what he originally sent. Mm. I just went into it and I was like, my friend wrote a song. 
I'm going to record vocals on it no matter what to encourage him. So for me, I didn't think I was making a military gun song. I thought we were just having fun. You're like, I'm humoring this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just this amateur. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, (laughs) you're just, yeah, we'll see it through and then we'll get it better next time, you know? Like, and then uh, as soon as I laid the hook down, I was like, God damn it. (laughs) What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like this, this is fucked up. And we literally, we left the space that day going like, I feel like we kind of wrote a hit and and like, I feel like it's bigger than any other song we've written. Mm. And I don't understand what that will do to our band. Cause it's a better, fascinating to look at it, better song than anything we have. Mm. And then Taylor's like, "That song fucking sucks." <laughs> and you were like, "All right, I'm old. I gotta pull up the rough mix because that Twinkly." Leak okay, no, you don't have to pull up the rough took mix. Me all okay, okay. Is that an option? No, 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 no. Exclusive. <laughs> uh, okay, so check this out. Ooh, there is. Oh, that sucks. Malachi Black, how you doing, brother? You got to be the first Dutch world champion. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. I, I have to imagine that was pretty special. Yes, so special. Yes, very much so. But the thing for me as well is I'm a very much like, okay, now that you're standing in it, don't let it consume you kind of person. Because mm. in the long run, it doesn't matter anything. Right now, make the best of what you have. Yes, you have this, but don't let it control. Don't, don't let this be the, well, I've done that. So guys, I'm good, you know, yeah, kind right. of thing. And that's, I feel that's something that as, as like wrestlers or artists or athletes, uh, I feel that's, that can be a death trap. Sure. So yes, it was very special. I absolutely adore my days in NXT. I will hold them dearly for you know the rest of my life. Um, but it definitely did come with some complications because the WWE, especially at that point, I want to argue without trying to sound like an arrogant asshole that that period of, of NXT, the 2017 to 2020, was the best NXT has ever been. I Old feel era. like we, yeah, I feel like we have the wrestling world on fire i feel that we had the wrestling world we were we were the blueprint for how it should have been done for Mm. a long time and um i think i think we made a lot of people better and i think we made a lot of people go i want to go there i want to be in that group of guys and the reason why that group of guys was special is because we were all competing with each other but we all loved each other we all had respect anyone from like you know my wife you know, who was part of like, you know, the whole thing with Andrade and, 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 and Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong, uh, Tommaso, Johnny. And, you know, y- you have to say it, Velveteen at the time, of course, well, you know, they were all like integrated in the Viking Raiders, uh, Ricochet, uh, mm. Matt Riddle, you know, like it was, it was this group of guys that for years was on the indies and just grinding away grinding away to then all be scooped up and put in front of guys like terry taylor robbie brookside norman smiley sean michaels uh triple h uh, uh matt bloom and just having their minds like fucking you know molded into like this is what we want you guys to do now i will also say one of the biggest changes came when they did uh tyler bade versus pete dunn which is in my opinion still one of the best matches that angsty's ever hosted those two had phenomenal match i think both of them are extremely talented guys i'm glad that they're still so young and they can still go so long um but i remember they had that match and i remember very vividly Shawn michaels going okay what are we teaching people are we teaching people what we're doing or are we doing that because i want to do that 
And that is kind of how a lot of it kind of like, because we were pushing that narrative for a while where we just kind of went like, no, let us do what we do. And slowly but surely, they kind of let the ropes go. Now, and I will have to say one thing, you know, um, I'm making it sound like, you know, it was just us. No, because we needed the, the the revivals. We needed the 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 Wesley Blakes and the Buddy Matthews and 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 the, and the Finn Balors uh, and the Baron Corbins to kind of set all of that up so that we, you know, organically, same as Shinsuke, you know, we could we we could we could inherit inherit what they gave us and then you know take it to the next level. I will never not give those guys their props because those dudes worked their asses off because I feel that they changed the level too. We are at the Whitney in Detroit, Michigan, Detroit's own haunted mansion. A lady comes in, middle of the day, middle of the week, okay, it's happy hour. Uh, she sits down right here at this stool, orders a drink, uh, takes a couple sips of her drink, she goes into the restroom, she's in there for about a minute and a half, comes back out, stands here, asks for a glass of water. Bartender brings her a glass of water. She then re-enters the restroom. Okay, she's in the restroom for about 12 to 15 minutes. Uh -huh. She comes back out, sits back down to her drink. Okay, she's enjoying her beverage. Uh, bartender comes up to her and says, uh, are you enjoying yourself? Uh, she says, everything is fantastic and your bathroom attendant is lovely. <gasps> now, we do not employ a bathroom attendant. Um, so, you know, Alex, the bartender at the time says, sir, you know, I apologize. You know, you must have been talking to another guest. We don't employ a bathroom attendant. I love that he I was like, uh, hey, uh, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fucking have one. <laughs> wow. So she gets up. She goes back into the restroom. She immediately exits the restroom. She stands right here. She's talking to Alex. Says, well, where did she go? Uh, uh, yeah, and Alex looks at her being slightly sarcastic that most service industry people are yeah. um, and says, I don't know, maybe you saw a ghost. Now, said atheist lady does not only not believe in God, let alone does not believe in ghosts. Sure. Okay. Takes this very, very offensively. Oh. Okay. They get into a heated arg argument. Now, I don't know any of this, by the way. I don't know any of this. So I'm running around. I'm doing a couple of things. I walk past the host stand and the host stops me and says, hey, we got enough set guests in the bar. They need you up there, right? So I straighten my tie. All right, all right, who wants what for free? Here we go, right? And um, I come walking up the stairs. So I come up and I see a lady. Floating kind of see she was, Yeah, floating, that would have been a giveaway. Um, I no. saw someone in the night. <laughs> but no, she's standing here, very well put together. Probably early 30s, okay? Um, blue ladies, well, woman's suit, so a blazer, slacks. Nice. Pinstripe, a lighter blue silk blouse underneath, okay? Hair kind of pulled back, but not tight. Yeah. But out of her face, looking like she just came out of a board. Just a, a sane outfit. Yeah, right. yeah just a, a very yeah, sane very absolutely outfit. Absolutely level headed. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. Absolutely. And she says, This isn't funny. You guys sneaking people around through hidden doors trying to scare your guests. And so I say, I apologize, miss. I seem to not fully be aware of what's going on. Why don't you start from the beginning and tell me the story? So she tells me the story. And the whole time, she's very articulate about it. Uh, she, she knows she saw somebody. She knows she talked to she somebody. She didn't seem inebriated She in didn't way. seem inebriated in she any way. She only had a few sips. Yeah, right? right? And, well, but who knows? And it, and it those clearly, board meetings. It clearly went crazy. right through. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here for the first ever air-conditioned live hardcore. <laughs> Please, Put ladies and gentlemen, welcome Martine Stewart.
Dave Stewart. I wanted to do something because I don't know if the people in this room know no way. just how many bands you've been in. Played, uh, played in, featured in, so been in. I need a volunteer. Yeah. Mem- oh, God. So where a volunteer. Is you, sir, with the, <laughs> with the glasses and the hat. Familiar And the uh, guy that sold our merch outside. Plain I don't down. know you at all. Plain so here's down. what we're going to do. What's your name, sir? Jeff. Uh, so we're going to go from the top here, chronologically. Chronologically. From Donnybrook, it goes straight to Terror. Oh. Terror has been... <laughs> oh, you can do better than that. Yeah, there we go. This is the same. Uh, yeah, Terror has been, shit, 17 years now or something 17 like that. years. Yeah, 17 oh. years. It was, was it after One of the Underdogs was recorded? Yeah, it was, it was as always the hard way came out. Oh. Okay. So, like, I'm in the layout of, like, even though I didn't get to record anything, which breaks my heart, because it didn't work that way mm-hmm. chronologically, but that's the record I came in on, yeah. That's so. probably about the time that I met you as well. And you were, like, I was a child. 11 years old. I was an 11-year-old that all I knew was he was the one that would hurt me in the pit, <laughs> and you were the one that would be like, hey, buddy, I'm, I'm, sorry. So, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry he, he did, did that. that. Here's a... <laughs> Here's a hat. That's been my life. That's why I'm so diplomatic. Yeah. But then, look. It's been a blessing. Yeah, he yeah. brought us, he deli- hand-delivered our boxes today. They, yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. a so, heart of heart gold on Times have changed. Yeah. yeah. But don't cross them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, te- yeah, I went terror, and then that's that was where it's going to get crazy. Yeah, so then I feel like, I, honestly, I don't know. Like it or not, is. Oh, shit, where is that? That's before That's terror. before terror. You know what's crazy is, so like it or not, what's that? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> like it or not, was before terror. And now, you know, I don't really... You know what's crazy is there's an in-between like it or not and terror. <sighs> yeah. No, you could have left. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. So it went like it or not. L-I-O-N. <laughs> this is good. A lot of people don't know this one. Righteous Jams. You played in Righteous Jams? Yes. Oh! Yeah, yeah. Holy I was shit. in the band for a quick minute. I played like maybe seven shows with them. Was a it? A couple of them were here in L.A. I played in Massachusetts. Like, Was it after the LP? Or it was before Business as Usual came out. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So I was with... <laughs> I'm dyslexic! <laughs> Yeah, I was, uh, I was like there when they were talking about who put the uh, record out. Uh, is Rev right? Put out business as usual. Yeah. So I like went to Wasn't a it? Dinner. or was it Bridge Nine? I thought it was Bridge Nine. Bridge business Nine. as usual was Rev. I'm okay. Sure, yeah. Business as usual was locking out records in post. Is what? <laughs> I'm gonna an- put the answer in in post. It's gonna oh, appear okay. on and the cut screen. This. We're gonna look so. Okay. I knew the answer. So yeah, I, that was short lived because right after I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be in this band. Is the only non straight edge member. Uh, but then that happens it, a lot the, the, to you. Yeah, it happens a lot. Then the Terry thing happened, and I was like, I think I'm like, I got to do this instead, you know. How the right call? What did that feel like at the time? Because Terry was like truly on top after two <laughs> perfect hardcore records. What did it feel like? I don't yeah. even remember. Was it so who long approached ago. you? Scott? Who pushed me? Who approached you? To approached? Oh, Todd was long gone by then. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just saying. Was it Scott who was like, yeah. sir? <laughs> Not to keep talking about my brother here, but. Uh, <laughs> he, Scott, Scott was afraid to ask me without talking to him first because mm. Donnybrook was still active. So he went to him to get his blessing. 
was like, is it okay if I ask your brother to be in our band? And uh, that's how it happened. That's yeah. a nice thing to do. Really. I, I guess. I mean, it, to me, it felt a little... Uh, well, to 11-year-old like, me, I would have been like, I'm well, a, I'm runs. a grown man at the time. Like, dude, you could talk to me about it. Who's but. older, you or Dre? He's older, yeah. Okay. That's well, the rule. That's the rule. Yeah, that's the rule. So, People so, ask, to go, they go through him to get to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how the that happened. No. And then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, dude, then it goes like, so... Keep holding it. So, <laughs> and now we have just one more thing. People, people might not know this about this man. He can sing. Dude. <laughs> He's got some pipes. You're going to note Martin Stewart as the man that knocked your socks off singing Kiss from the Rose. Bless you. Thank you so much. We're hard lore. Thank you, Martin. Yeah. Son of Yuri! <laughs>